Welcome back, guys, gals, and non-binary pals to the latest episode of Dick Rogers Space Detective. Uh, so, um, this episode is going to be uh, a bit different. Uh, we, we had a nerds gathering yesterday, and it was fantastic. Uh, Joanna and Mike brought some tapes and acetate records to listen to. Daniel brought a delightful cherry cobbler. AZ brought a charcuterie board. Marshall made mimosas, and Eleanor, well, she brought oysters. Apparently the oysters were delicious, but not so wholesome. I don't know, I've never been too adventurous when it comes to food, so I stuck to the Cool Ranch Doritos, and that's why I'm hosting the show today. None of the other nerds could leave the bathroom long enough to record this episode. I guess I haven't introduced myself. I'm Coburn Washington. Usually I just do the music, maybe a, a voice here and there, but I'm the whole show today, and I'm not nervous about that at all. Anyway, uh, um, oh, oh yeah, so we managed to track down the first Dick Rogers script. Dick Rogers and the Mystery of the Empty Planet. I guess it's not surprising that the format of the episode is different than others, especially since basically every episode is different from the others, but you can tell they wanted to start small in case the show didn't catch on. It originally aired September 22, 1937, after supposedly author Cecil Thurston misheard a request to write a detective or sci-fi script, so he came up with The Adventures of Dick Rogers, Space Detective. Wow. I wonder if Joanna usually has this many notes on the script and they just don't get through them all. Um, this script features Dick Rogers doing a solo investigation. Dang, you know, I think you'll get the idea while you're listening. I, I don't think I need to explain the plot. Anyway, we, I hope you enjoy Dick Rogers and the Mystery of the Empty Planet. Hello, this is Bill Tibbetts, your host tonight right here on KRAQ, and we've got something new for you tonight. A whole new futuristic world for you to explore. This is The Adventures of Dick Rogers Space Detective. It may become a regular staple of our Wednesday Slater programs, so you'll have to let us know what you think. But without further ado, this is Dick Rogers and the Mystery of the Empty Planet. Field Recording Alpha, Zebulon, Niner, 57. This is Space Detective Dick Rogers, badge number 8675301, on assignment from the Galactic Investigative Force. I've been tasked to look into the loss of communication with the inhabitants of Ceres. Ceres, largest known body in the asteroid belt, originally described as a planet in 1801 and reclassified as an asteroid in 1851, Careful, Z-28. If people who live on Ceres hear you call it an asteroid, they'll give you quite the earful. I do not possess ears. You've got me there. But you'd better just be careful anyway. Careful. Adjective. Making sure to avoid potential danger, mishap, or harm. Cautious. Z-28, deactivate vocal mode until after touchdown. Vocal mode deactivated. Where was I? Yes. On September 19th, Jeff received a partial radio broadcast from Ceres. The message itself was garbled by interference. The only part of the message we were able to pick out were the words, all and gone. The ladies in the Jeff Communication Corps attempted to contact Ceres for clarification from that point until September 21st, at which time the decision was made to scramble an agent, myself, to conduct a direct investigation. 
I have been in transit for 14 hours at hyperlight speeds aboard my rocket ship Gladys. The decision was made to send me on the mission accompanied only by the Z-28 Knowledge and Mathematics Automatic Robotic Operative. This unit not only serves as mission recorder, but also information and reference archive. Off the record, I have a hard time remembering Z-28 isn't a sentient being. His conversational responses are so natural and lifelike, I sometimes forget I'm not talking to a person. But then I look over and, well, I'll just say you'd never mistake a Z-28 Camaro unit for a person. It is a bit unsettling. Anyway, we are currently in final deceleration, preparing for touchdown on Ceres. Orbital visual reconnaissance provided no answers. Z-28, how much longer until touchdown? Right. Z-28, activate vocal mode. Vocal mode active. How long until touchdown? Touchdown in 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Touchdown achieved. Well, Z-28, are you ready to investigate? Ready. Adjective. In a suitable state for an activity, action, or situation. Fully prepared. It's uncanny. Just like talking to a real person. Until you turn your head. What's the local time? 1738 hours. Did you detect any radio transmissions during our approach? No transmissions detected. I guess we'd better disembark. Are the external sensors detecting any atmospheric anomalies? Oxygen and nitrogen levels are normal. CO2 levels are lower than average for areas of human habitation. Any other irregularities? The only other sensor is atmospheric pressure, which is standard 1.013 bar. Any guesses on why we've lost contact with Ceres? Ceres, largest known body in the asteroid belt. Yeah, I'm excited to get out there and investigate too. Open the hatch. Affirmative. The air smells strange, like chemicals. I can't see anyone around. It's eerily quiet. Quiet, adjective, making little or no noise. Yeah, it's a bit unnerving for sure. Hello? Is there anyone here? Hello? Hello, exclamation, used as a greeting or to begin a phone conversation, used as a cry to attract someone's attention. Yeah, I'm not hearing any responses either. You stay here for a moment and I'll scout ahead. Ahead, adverb, further forward in space, in line of one's forward motion. Don't worry, I'll call you out as soon as I know the coast is clear. You're too valuable to have you getting shot accidentally by a trigger-happy guard. Guard, noun, a person who keeps watch, especially a soldier or other person formally assigned to control access to a place. It wouldn't be soldiers here. Ceres is essentially a mining town. It's surprising how many valuable metals and minerals you can find in these big chunks of rock and metal floating between us and Mars. So they usually have guards posted around the spaceport to keep those valuable resources from walking onto unauthorized transport ships. But I guess they're not concerned today. The coast is clear, buddy. You might as well come on out and search with me. Search. Verb. Try to find something by looking or otherwise seeking carefully and thoroughly. You got it there. Carefully and thoroughly are definitely the name of the game in a situation like this. Until we make contact with the locals, we'll just keep on moving slowly and keeping our eyes peeled. I do not possess eyes. Sorry, I guess for you it would be keep your ocular scanners attuned to the visible light spectrum. 
My ocular scanners are tunable from infrared to ultraviolet. With this range, I have the ability to detect things your eyes cannot. Um, good job. Anyway, we'll stay alert for any movement. Alert, adjective, watchful, and prompt to meet danger or emergency. Exactly. You know of all the partners I've had the last couple years as a GIF space detective, I feel like you're the first one to really get me. We're totally simpatico, totally in sync. You're like the brother I never had. Your personnel file lists two male siblings. Yeah, but they were jerks. Do you have the layout in your database? This looks nothing like the other GIF colonies I've investigated. Series Colony, an independently constructed and operated mining operation. The standard GIF layout formula was discarded in favor of an attempt to prioritize mining operations and make living spaces as efficient as possible. So, do you have the layout? That information is not in my knowledge matrix. We'll just have to investigate the old-fashioned way. Time to knock on some doors. Knock. Verb. To strike something with a sharp blow. You've got it, buddy. Hello? Anybody home? Well, there must not be anyone home here. Let's move on to the next unit. Hello? Anybody home? Open up! It's the GIF! If you let us in now, it'll go much easier for you! Easier. Adjective. Causing or involving little difficulty or discomfort. I'd love a little less difficulty myself. I'm getting the feeling this might take a while. But if I do finally catch someone at home, it might be useful to find out about what life is like here. What can you tell me about the employees here? Employees of the Series Mining Consortium sign a contract with terms from six months to five years based on employee preference. Hello? Anybody home? Hourly compensation is negotiable based on skill and length of contract. Those under contract are provided with housing and on-site dormitories. Hello? Hello? Food, clothing, entertainment, and other supplies can be purchased at a discount from the commissary or supply depot. So it's a real company store situation. I wonder how many workers end up owing their soul. There is a provision in the employment contract for leasing your soul to the consortium, but from context, it seems this is meant as an attempt at humor. It's not in the best taste, but that seems like the right kind of joke for the corporate mind. Hello? Oh, looky here. This door wasn't fully latched. It swung open a bit when I knocked. C-28, is there anything in the colony charter about entering a dwelling without express permission? The stated rights of residents are not fully enumerated, so GIF law would supersede. That means we can enter if we have reasonable suspicion of foul play. Would you look at the mess in here? Looks like a struggle to me. Look. Verb. To ascertain by the use of one's eyes. My lack of eyes precludes me from this activity. It's more like a figure of speech, but if you could use your ocular scanners to record conditions in the entryway here, we can at least document my suspicion of foul play. I observe much clutter. Looks to me like there could have been a struggle. My programming is insufficient to draw a conclusion in this circumstance. I appreciate you backing my play here, buddy. Let's, let's head inside. My designation is Z-28, not buddy. Sorry, it's, it's just a bit of a nickname. I, I didn't think you'd mind. 
nickname, noun, a usually descriptive name given instead of or in addition to the one belonging to a person, place, or thing. Yeah, it's just like how Sergeant Banks always calls me champ. This form of address is acceptable. Well, all right, buddy. Let's investigate this dormitory for evidence of foul play. Foul play, noun, violence, especially murder. Well, I certainly hope we don't find anything that extreme, but look at the state of this place. Clothing and food wrappers are scattered all over the floor. There are bottles from drinks on every horizontal surface, and wait, what are these cans? Schlitz beer? This must be that new canned beer I've heard of. Yes, according to my database, Schlitz is now available in cans. Wow, they're so much lighter and easier to carry. I can just picture loading up the cooler and heading out on a fishing trip. You wouldn't have to worry about breaking the bottles, and you could fit a lot more of them in the cooler. You also do not have to pay a deposit on each container. I'm impressed, but I wonder if the multi-delicious taste of Schlitz is as good from a can. With canned beer, you get a flavor more similar to a keg. That makes sense. Kegs are essentially just big metal cans. The metal of the can also blocks light from splitting riboflavin molecules, which can react with isohumulants. Slow down, Z28. Can you repeat that for those of us without three megabytes of vocabulary programming? This light-splitting reaction is what causes your beer to taste skunked. This is the same reason Schlitz was an early adopter of brown bottles, but cans are even more effective. Why didn't you just say so? <laughs> that is exactly what I said. Oh, Z28, you're hilarious. <laughs> I'll have to look for Schlitz, the drink that made Milwaukee famous, now in cans when I get back home. When you're out of Schlitz, you're out of beer. Look in here. This must be the dining room. It looks like they were interrupted in the middle of their meal. Interrupted. Adjective. Broken in upon. Exactly. Now that looks like clear signs of foul play to me. Make sure you record that for our mission notes. Recording is my primary function. I knew I could count on you. This is all looking more and more suspicious. I think I've seen enough to advance a theory. Theory, noun, a plausible or scientifically acceptable general principle or body of principles offered to explain phenomena. So... My working theory with current data is some unknown third party invaded Ceres either with armed operatives or with some sort of quickly dissipating chemical agent. They tried to alert the GIF with the garbled message we received, but the attackers didn't allow them to retransmit. Then all of the workers were kidnapped for unknown purposes. Your assertions in this situation are more of a thesis than a theory, but evidence is inadequate at this point to prove or disprove your narrative. I know facts are a bit thin on the ground at this point, but I've just got a feeling about this. This whole place just feels so eerie. Eerie, noun, lake in East Central North America to the boundary between the U.S. and Canada. No, not the lake! That's E-R-I-E. -E. This is E-E-R. R-I-E. Eerie. Adjective. So mysterious, strange, or unexpected as to send a chill up the spine. Precisely. And I feel like I've had that chill traveling up and down my spine since we set foot outside the ship. My scalp is even starting to itch. Let's investigate the rest of this dorm quickly and try to find out where they keep the radio gear here on series. Subsequent analysis of the series' corporate documents has revealed several mentions of a radio shack contained within the main office building.
Any idea how we find this main office building? We will have to be alert for paperwork that would be given to new employees to help acclimate them to their new environment. This may have been provided in the form of a handbook or manual. I guess I would probably keep that in my living quarters in a dormitory situation like this. Hmm. Maybe down this hallway. Here we go. Communal bathroom and numbered living quarters. The bathroom looks... Pretty standard. Uh, not as messy as the rest of the dorm area so far. Let's see if this door is locked. Wow. Is it ever neat in here? This one must have been ex-military with the bed made that way. Those are some sharp hospital corners. I observe books on the shelf to the right. Yeah, let's see. Of Mice and Men. The Hobbit. I wonder what that's about. Murder on the Nile. Think and Grow Rich. Here we go. The series Mining Colony and you. I hope this fellow won't mind me borrowing this. Fellow, noun, comrade, or associate. Well, I guess you got me there. I guess I don't know the owner of this book. But since I'm trying to help him and all the other workers here, I'd like to think we'd be on friendly terms. I think we should look into the other living quarters while we're here. See if we can find any other clues. If operating procedures would recommend this course of action... All right. Also pretty tidy in here. Nothing too suspicious. Hmm, this one's pretty clean, too. Guy didn't make his bed, but other than that... There is a piece of paper affixed to the last door. Let's see that. Why... Why don't you just let me... I can just... I have nearly freed the paper. I just... Don't want you to tear it, buddy. You know those manipulators of yours aren't as dexterous as human hands. Trying a different tactic, I will attempt to scrape away the adhesive tape and subsequently catch the freed paper. Just be careful. Success. I will now relinquish the paper. Thanks, Z28. Alright, what do we have here? Hmm, strong handwriting. Horatio, this has got to stop. You need to start pulling your weight when it comes to cleaning. We've let things slide for too long. As of right now, everyone is responsible for their own messes. The rest of us will clean up our own dishes, food, and trash, but we're not going to clean up after you anymore. And if you don't start cleaning up after yourself soon, we're going to request to have you transferred to another dormitory. It would be a shame if it comes to that because we all enjoy your company, but we won't keep living in filth the way you want to. Signed, Tony, Sam, and Chester. An interesting look into the interpersonal relationship of the occupants of this dormitory. Yeah, I'm starting to see this whole situation in a new light, though. Maybe there wasn't any interrupted meals, struggle, kidnapping, or anything. Maybe Horatio's poor housekeeping temporarily fooled my keen detective's intuition. Intuition, noun, the power or faculty of attaining to direct knowledge or cognition without evident rational thought and inference. I can see what you're getting at. A, a little more rational thought is in order for this job. It's just... This is my first big investigation where I'm taking point instead of being second banana. I need this to go well or they'll have me jockeying a desk for the next 20 years. Jockeying, verb to maneuver or manipulate by adroit or devious means. I guess you're right. It still takes skill to be a desk officer, but I just know a life among the stars is the life for me. Traveling to exotic places, far-flung planets, and space stations with te 
technology I can't even comprehend. Meeting people who have had experiences I've only been able to dream about so far. And sure, sending some of them to jail, but maybe someday I can have my own practice. Somewhere where the scenery will never get old. And, and hell, if it gets old anyway, I'll just pull up my shingle and move on to somewhere new and exciting. Exciting. Adjective. Producing. Excitement. Now that's very interesting, Z28. You're saying I just have to produce my own excitement. I guess I can get behind that. Make my own excitement until I'm in the position I want to be. You know, Z28, when they said I had to bring a robotic operative with me on this mission, I wasn't too sure about it, but now... Would you shake my hand? A particular human tradition. I would be amenable to participating. Not so hard. Ah! Let me go! Was that incorrect? No, it's just... If a human offers to shake with you in the future, you can probably use half that clamping force or less. I will record that preference in my data bank. Anyway, we, we've got all the information from this dorm we can. Let's see if we can find that, what did you call it? Radio Shack? When radio was first adopted by the U.S. Navy, a small wooden structure placed on deck to house the ship's radio equipment became known as the Radio Shack. This nomenclature has hung on even though radios are now usually housed in standard rooms. Of course. It's supposed to be in the main office building, right? Affirmative. Hmm, let's see. Okay, the map is... Wow. <laughs> it's a fold-out. Oh, okay, wait. Uh, which street did we come in off of? Sturgeon Boulevard. Okay, right. So we landed at the intersection of Sturgeon and... Sorry, was it was it Sturgeon and Sunfish? It was Sturgeon and Halibut. Right. One more block down. Okay, so it looks like we're only three blocks away. Wow. I guess this colony is basically six blocks of dormitories, shops, and offices, and the whole rest of the planet is occupied with the mining operation. Calling Ceres a planet is inaccurate. I know, buddy, but they, they stressed in my briefing that if you called Ceres an asteroid and any of the inhabitants who have been here a while heard you, that was a fast way to earn yourself a broken leg. I do not possess legs. I know. I'm just worried they might take it out on me. You know, guilt by association. Association, noun, an organization of persons having a common interest. Precisely. They'd know we're partners, and naturally, I'd have to stick up for you, and best just to avoid that altogether and use the word planet, even if it isn't technically accurate. This vocabulary preference has been recorded. Partner, noun, a member of a partnership, especially in a business. Also, one of the heavy timbers that strengthen a ship's deck to support a mast. Exactly! You support me. I support you. We're both stronger because of it. Affirmative. Partner. Well, let's, let's get out of this storm and find that radio shack. Partner. Agreed. Hmm, I'm, I'm no expert on company towns, but the series colony seems a lot nicer than the reputation would suggest. The Ceres Mining Consortium is a subsidiary of Orbital Mining Group. They are the most profitable branch thereof, and as such, contribute highly to the valuation of OMG as the most profitable company that is not terrestrially based. So, you're saying they have the money to make things a little more upscale? Their finances are extremely solid. 
Makes sense. This must be the shopping district. You know, it really reminds me of the main street in the town I grew up in. I could swear they imported these bricks straight from Earth. These shops look just like the ones in Perrysburg, where I grew up. Company records suggest the bricks were fired on Mars and shipped from there. Well, they got the color just right. I can't believe it. They've even got a Williams & Sons supermarket. I didn't know they even had these outside of northern Ohio, much less off-planet. Williams & Sons supermarket, your one-stop food shop. Wow, that really takes me back. I haven't heard that slogan since I was living in Toledo attending the GIF Detective Academy. I'll never forget the store, though. It was the first supermarket I had ever seen. You no longer have to make multiple stops at the butcher, the baker, and the greengrocer. They also had a wide selection of canned and prepackaged food. I expected a huge store like that to be more expensive, but when I compared the prices, they were the cheapest in town. The best selection, the best prices. That's why when I lived in Toledo, when I thought food, I thought Williams & Son Supermarket. Do you remember the address? Of course! 2213 Franklin Avenue. Go to the corner of Franklin and Bancroft for the best deals in town, Williams & Son Supermarket. I know that's where I'll go if I ever make it back to Toledo. Observe the main office building up ahead. You're right, but... I just can't shake the feeling that something is seriously wrong here. I don't know if it's just the empty streets, but my skin is crawling. Crawl, verb, to be alive or swarming with or as if with creeping things. You've got an uncanny knack for finding the exact usage of the word. Sometimes I could swear my whole skin is covered in ants or something. Well, no use putting it off. Let's get in there and see if we can get to the bottom of this. Wow, this is a serious door. It must be a fire door or something. That assertion seems reasonable. It could also be an armored door to protect against the possibility of a violent labor uprising. Yeah, although I'd hate to think of anyone holding up in this office building for any serious length of time. The volume of the building is rather small for a lengthy occupation by a group larger than four to five. I think I'm getting a bit claustrophobic just thinking about it. That itching in my scalp seems to be getting worse too this is an interesting little room though let's let's get inside and check out that radio shack the sooner we complete this investigation the sooner we can climb into the gladys and be back on our way to earth agreed okay it looks like this must be an antechamber where someone would identify themselves to whomever is handling building security that day that would account for the small window and intercom on the far wall Yeah, an employee would probably step over here, press this button, and the person on the front desk would ask them to identify themselves. I guess it was too much to hope that there would be someone manning the desk, even though we haven't seen a single other soul on the whole planet. It would have possibly simplified our entrance to this building if there was. Well, back to the handbook, I guess. There's got to be a table of contents here. Ah, here we go. Uh, Main office procedures, page 69. Okay. Access to the building is through the door on Sturgeon Boulevard. Normal business hours. Here we go. If there's no attendant at the front desk, use the intercom button to tap out the... Morse code? I never believed for a second that our instructor at GIF Detective Academy would have been right about us needing to learn that archaic system. 
You are not versed in Morse code. Of course I'm not. So unless you know how to tap out swordfish and Morse code, we're going to have to figure out another way to get in here. I am fluent in many human communication modes, including Morse code. Z28, I never thought I'd be this happy to be partners with a nerd. Nerd, noun, a person devoted to intellectual, academic, or technical pursuits or interests. That describes my programming accurately. The button is all yours, buddy. I am up to the challenge. I'll grab the door. After you, partner. I recognize this as a human sign of respect. It is welcome. Hmm, looks like a short hallway with another door on the other end. I'm not sure how easily I'll be able to get past you, so go ahead and try the handle when you're over there. I'll, I'll be right behind you. I have reached the door. The latch is not yielding to my attempts. Hmm, wait, what's that display above the door on the wall? It appears to be a countdown. Nine, eight, seven, six... Z28, can you move back so I can try the handle? Affirmative. Four, three. The countdown has reset to 15. Strange. Let me try again. 12, 11, 10, 15, 14, 13. I'm going to try the door we came in through. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 15, 14, 13. Z28, is there any chance you put in the Morse code incorrectly? My Morse code was correct. Maybe it was programmed by a human, and your mechanical precision didn't read the same? That is an interesting hypothesis. Well, for the time being, since I'm not sure what will happen at the end of that countdown, we better keep resetting it. Can you just try to turn that handle and reset it when the count gets down to five seconds? Affirmative. I will also assign my backup vocal system to keep you apprised of the countdown. Good idea. Maybe there's something in the handbook Five, I missed. 15, Wasn't 14, it page 13, 69? 12, Affirmative. 11, nice. 10, Here we nine, go. Normal eight, business hours. Seven, attendant. Six, swordfish. Five, there's nothing 15, in here. 14, it may benefit you to make another study of the table of contents. You're right. Let's see. Nine. Uh, about eight, CMC. Seven, your dormitory. Six, Main office five, procedures, oh, 15, security procedures, 14, page 103. 13, 12, wow, this must be the 11, longest chapter in the book. 10, Listen nine, to these subchapters. Eight, Onboarding, seven, six, identification, five, standard 15, operating procedures. 14, Wait, 13, this sounds promising. 12, automated 11, security protocols. 10, there are nine, a number of automated security eight, checkpoints seven, you may encounter while six, going about your duties. Five, In some cases, 15, 14, individual security 13, code, but 12, in certain communal 11, spaces. Here, here 10, we go. General nine, passwords will be listed eight, in the appropriate seven, chapter. Six, Anytime five, you use one of these 15, general passwords 14, as an additional security 14, measure. 12, 11, <sighs> Z28, 10, 9. You can eight, stop resetting the seven, countdown. Six, Affirmative. 5, 4, 3, 2, one. Go ahead and turn that handle. This attempt was successful. <clears throat> As an additional layer of security, there will be a 15-second countdown that will reset if a door handle is turned during the countdown. This will make things confusing for those who aren't familiar with the procedure and allow you to stall anyone forcing you to give them access to an area in the event of unauthorized persons infiltrating the colony. A simple but effective procedure. I have to agree with you there. 
Well, I guess it's time to find that radio shack. There's a building map on the wall ahead. Right. Let's see. Radio shack, room 310. So, top floor at the end of the corridor to the left. And the elevator is right here next to the stairs. Given my method of locomotion, the elevator is the only workable option. I know, buddy. You better go in first. I'll operate it. This course of action is sensible. Third floor, here we come. Z-28, is your mission log editable? It is not. So, there's no way you could cut out the whole panic about the 15 second countdown? There is not. Okay, just wondering. After you. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. Now, it should be right down here. Yep, here we go. All right, is there some sort of log left behind of the last transmission? The radio operator should log the contents of each incoming and outgoing communication. Standard procedure is to keep the log book in plain view next to the control surface. Should be this book here, then. I don't mind telling you, I am literally itching to be off this planet and back home. Here we go. Last outgoing message, September 19th, 0830 hours. This transmission is intended to notify the Galactic Investigative Force that the series mining colony will be offline for two weeks. All personnel will be gone starting September 19th at 0900 hours. As of this broadcast, the majority of our personnel has already been evacuated. The purpose of this evacuation is an infestation of particularly resilient lice. Myself, radio operator Horatio Crunch, and our chief medical officer, Anthony Tony Wells, have completed a final spray treatment of the entire premises and will be boarding a transport off-planet in 0900 hours. Please observe a full quarantine of the planet until then. The treatment chemicals shouldn't harm any humans who might happen to arrive, but the main thing we're trying to do is starve the lice out, and anyone who comes down to the planet before the two weeks are up could definitely end up infested themselves. Now, if we don't want to get them ourselves, we better not wait around for a confirmation broadcast. Series mining colony out. Z-28, is this radio still set to the correct frequency to contact GIF headquarters? The frequency is poorly tuned. I will adjust. That must be why Horatio's last broadcast didn't come through correctly. <clears throat> this is Space Detective Dick Rogers, badge number 8675301, broadcasting from Ceres Mining Colony. It appears that the colony was evacuated due to a particularly stubborn lice infestation. Conditions here are otherwise nominal. At the end of this broadcast, I will be reboarding the Gladys and heading for a parking orbit around Earth. Please send an autonomous supply probe with the strongest lice medication you can find, and I will begin my quarantine as soon as I re-enter my ship. Over and out. Z-28, are you familiar with any Earth card games? My database contains the rules for 37 card games that can be played with a standard deck. Good. Because we're going to have a lot of time to kill once we get back to Earth. Wow, what an adventure! As I said at the top of the show, we're considering continuing this program, so you'll have to let us know what you think. 
Just ask the operator to connect you with KRAQ and give us your opinion on The Adventures of Dick Rogers, Space Detective. Well, there it is. Uh, the first ever episode of The Adventures of Dick Rogers, Space Detective. As you can see, they were trying to keep things relatively simple so they wouldn't be throwing too many human resources at an untested show concept. It must have been well-received enough for the station to decide to continue the show, though considering it ran almost continuously for another 52 years. I also liked how they went with the slightly more old-fashioned way of working the commercials into the dialogue instead of breaking from the narrative, which is, of course, just a slightly more obvious version of modern product placement. You know what they say, everything old is new again. Just like how this 86-year-old episode is now a new podcast episode. Anyway, I, I guess I don't have a lot more to say, so I'll see if I can get through the whole outro myself. We're on Facebook at Dick Rogers Pod, on Instagram at Dick Rogers Space Detective, and Twitter at Rogers Space, and also on Patreon at patreon.com slash space underscore detective. And make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you can join us for your next dick appointment. <laughs> dick appointment. This episode's nerds are Nicholas Johnson as Coburn Washington, Bill Tibbetts, Dick Rogers, and Z28 Camaro. Dick Rogers and the Mystery of the Empty Planet was written by Nicholas Johnson. Music by Nicholas Johnson, sound design by Nicholas Johnson, and audio editing by Nicholas Johnson. 